0: Ladies and gentlemen, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. And whenever you are tuning into this video, my name is James Porcelli.
1: I'm Brian Thomas.
0: And welcome to another episode of Ruthless Talk. As this show is, by the time we're recording this, SmackDown just went off the air not too long ago. Um, Hello. You know, recording uh, a show for you guys tonight. By the time you guys watch this episode... Um, It'll most likely be on a Saturday morning and then we will start recording that money in the bank episode the good and the bad and the ugly that'll be Saturday night. So by the time you guys watch that it'll be on Sunday. So make sure you guys stay tuned for all of that man It is a busy jam packed weekend, as well as a big holiday weekend as well with fortune fourth of July coming up. So hopefully everybody is enjoying their weekend. And yeah, all of that fun stuff, man. So make sure you guys stay tuned for all of those episodes. Uh, to come for this weekend. So let's just dive straight into it, man. So, of course, today we're talking Monday Night Raw as well as SmackDown that just went off the air. Uh, again not too long ago again these are your big go home shows you got money in the bank which is legit less than 24 hours away so we're just going to dive straight into it man we're going to try not to waste any you know too much time as of course you know tomorrow we're going to speak heavily about a lot of stuff especially with the results of this pay-per-view coming up tomorrow so we'll try to make this a short and a sweep for everybody as we as we possibly can so but let's dive straight into this so for Monday Night Raw so Monday Night Raw I believe was live in Savannah Georgia Uh, this past Monday. And before we get into our first topic, I do have a couple of shout outs um, to cover. My first shout out is uh, is actually uh, not with Cody Rhodes, but Cody Rhodes' dog, Pharaoh. Cody Rhodes' dog, Pharaoh, made his freaking debut, his WWE debut, man, freaking Pharaoh, the Siberian freaking Husky. Uh, If if you guys know me personally, I just love freaking dogs. Um, I'm a huge dog (laughs) person, freaking, (laughs) freaking, till the day I freaking die, man. I love freaking that dog, Farrell. That dude, that dog is a badass. That dog is freaking awesome. So, shout out to Farrell, man, for making his WWE debut, man cuz I know they were in I Savannah, Georgia in
1: general or just badass. They're Dude, dogs. for real,
0: man. Seriously, that is yeah, a beautiful, badass, good-looking dog. Seriously, shout yeah. out to Cody and that freaking dog. Um as of course, like you said, uh, like I was saying earlier, they were in Savannah, Georgia last night, so I'm sure Cody was like, yeah, he's he's making the show. <laughs> like he's he's making his debut, man. So that was really awesome to see. Got the one of the biggest pops for me uh watching that show this past Monday. So shout out to Pharaoh. Um, as well as the Rhodes family, of course. Uh, my second shout out is with uh, is with Kevin Owens. Uh, Kevin Owens backstage, and then of course, we're going to talk more about Kevin Owens um, for the SmackDown part of this of uh, part of this review, as they were part of that tag defending their tag titles against Pretty Deadly. But he was in a funny backstage segment um, with Imperium and Gunther, as pretty much the whole focal point was about Matt Riddle. And, like, you know, freaking uh, Sami Zayn interrupts, like, you know, stop. Like, oh, don't get upset. Like, you know, you guys know why we're here. And Kevin Owens is like, no, I, I why, why are we here? Like, and Sami Zayn's like, you know why we're here. It's like, he's like because they attacked Matt Riddle. He's one of our friends. Like, he's like, oh, we, we care about Matt Riddle? He's like, oh, yeah, you you hurt Matt Riddle. What is <laughs> – and that's when he gets yeah. amplified. I know we've had, like, our, our uh, you know, ju- for justified reasons about this new – character change that's going on with kevin owens but that shit was freaking comedy gold man it was just and in that yeah. moment it just worked really well and that shit was pretty funny so shout out to kevin owens because that was just really funny like just like oh he's like oh oh, we care about Matt riddle oh yeah yeah you broke his ankle what's wrong with you man uh, a lot of times when it comes to wwe television you know and a lot and we've noticed this over the past several months as well as weeks that you know A lot of their good stuff, their their good shit that this this company produces has been mainly off of WWE television. What I mean by that is stuff from like social media, stuff from WWE.com. You know, a great example was the whole Rhea Dom invading the Mysterio household during like the holidays and all the stuff, you know, family get togethers and stuff like that. Well, The Miz, you know, The Miz was in a backstage segment um, on Raw Talk. Uh, And he cut a tremendous freaking promo about saying like, you know, because obviously the story with him and Champa is talking about, you know, it's like, oh, like, you know, why is he so upset? Like, oh, I didn't call him like, oh, boo, hoo like I'm the freaking Miz, like I'm the megastar. I don't call anybody like put some respect on my name. He gets amplified, man. I love when wrestlers, Brian, just get amplified. You don't see that a whole lot from wrestlers nowadays. And I just think that that's just freaking tremendous. So shout out to the Miz and and if you guys have not seen that freaking uh have you if you guys have not seen that promo man please go back and watch it i highly recommend it, it's the most entertaining part of than any part of this show seriously like put that shit on the show man come on dude seriously and then my next shout out is with Carmelo Hayes um and i'm going to explain why as we're going to get to that in just a second but Brian your thoughts about um you know I, and i know i'm sh- and i don't know if you've seen the promo uh backstage from raw talk but your thoughts about you know lately you've seen a lot of entertaining stuff not really even coming from WWE television they're coming from pretty much off of social media or off WWE.com so your thoughts in, in regards to all that I know I've I've spoken a lot to start this show but I'll let you get your first words in man your thoughts about all that
1: yeah I haven't seen that promo specifically but just you know speaking in general about things outside of like Raw or Smackdown um, I mean yeah that that's kind of you know what you know, the direction wrestling and in, in the world and all of entertainment is heading into. And, um, you know, it, it it's, it's good and bad, man. I mean, it, it can definitely feel like oversaturation of shit. And, uh, um, you know, f- from my aspect of uh, still, you know, kind of being a little old school, it, it kind of makes, if there's so much of everything it, then nothing feels special. um, so you know, there's that drawback of it too. But then also, it allows these these wrestlers um, to to further build and 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 change and develop their character, and 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 also yeah. you get a, a glimpse into who they really are as a human being. Um, yeah. So so that's that could be a positive as well. So I mean, I, I see both sides to it. Um, but that's definitely the future, and I mean, you can't stop it. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I say while well, it's there, I mean, yeah, y- utilize it. Uh, you know, wh- why not? Um, I mean, sh- another great example is, um, well, two of them, um, uh, shit, the Briscoes and the Hardys. Um, yeah, uh, you know, specifically, um, um, Matt Hardy with like the whole broken gimmick and and, and all that stuff, the
0: broken gimmick, yep, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Um, so absolutely, I, I mean, that. That whole broken thing, I mean, put definitely put Matt back on the map and kind of the Hardy Boys in general. I mean, because they were, at, you know, at one point, you know, they, they've they gone through the troubles and, you know, whatever. And they were, you know, kind of irrelevant and gone from the wrestling scene, you know. So uh, it can be used uh, really, really well um, if used correctly, you know. So, yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, for sure, man. I'm telling you guys. WWE put this shit on the show, man. I I listen, I like the fact that they put some of this stuff on social media to further tell stories and, and develop characters. I think it's tremendous, but but like we we watch these shows and just how inconsistent they are and how nothing really flows and gels well. If you put some of these segments in these shows, man, that can take things up tenfold. You know, sure. it's one thing to promote your social medias and all that stuff, man. But these shows are, these are weekly segment worthy, man. You know, like The yep. Miz and stuff with Carmelo Hayes. And I'm going to get into that in just a second when we talk about Monday Night Raw as well as his in-ring debut. But yeah, man, freaking WWE, man. Get your head out of your ass, dude. These these segments are television <laughs> worthy, bro. Come on, man. You know, golly. But anyway, let's, let us dive well, in and yeah, get real get, real into get into our first segment.
1: Before we get into Raw, um. Yeah, I, wanted to, I had a few shout-outs here for WWE stars, but uh, I wanted to go old school a little bit here. Um, you know, I've mentioned on here I'm a big fan of Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, the show's just really, really well done. Uh, but their latest episode was of JYD, Junkyard Dog. Um, dude, I remember this guy. Uh, literally, Hogan was my introduction to wrestling, right? He was, you know, as a, as a five-year-old kid um you know he was he was he was every every five-year-old kids guy back then you know uh but for me it was junkyard dog was number two man um you know watching the the dark side um documentary on him man there's something to say about kid like i can remember I, i like really remember this as a kid like Seeing him on TV, and this, I, I remember him a li- very, very, very vaguely of his end of uh, Mid-South wrestling. So it was mostly WWE stuff, which was not by far his best work at all. Um, but what, you know, as a five-year-old kid, man, like seeing somebody like that and the way he interacted with kids, um there's just something with like with, with children. They just, they're able to sense, right. The, the genuineness of, of somebody and the care. And you could see that with junkyard dog. You, you could mm-hmm. feel it. Um, so yeah, it, it's, you know, his, uh, of course, I mean, the show's dark side of the ring. These are based on wrestlers that, you know, had reached some level of stardom. Um, and I've spoken on it here about it before. Um, Man, you go back into the Territory days and when he was in the Mid-South, the fans and and just the way wrestling was in general, like, and the kayfabe and all that, uh, dude, it was a different time. I mean, it was the Wild West. Um, You know, Bill Watts, who he worked for, uh, and this is, you know, maybe lore or whatever, but to some degree legit, like, really his only rule for his wrestlers was you know the boys get together after show they go out to a bar drinking right well if you lose a fight in public you know at a bar then you're fired because I can't use you as as a as a wrestler as a talent um, so these guys were legit fucking badasses man like uh, and there so there's some crazy stories um, you know with Junkyard Dog uh, but I just wanted to give a quick shout out man the the dude was really really great in his time. And he's one of those guys, like, unfortunately, given the time that he was a star, much like a Ron Simmons or uh, Butch Reed or Coco Beware or Rocky Johnson, um, you know, because of of reasons you can probably imagine, they they never reached the heights they could have or should have because they were that freaking good. Um, So just, uh, yeah, quick shout out to JYD, man. Rest in peace.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, absolutely. Rest in peace to the junkyard dog. Of course, it's well yeah, past my time, but you guys know how well I keep up with research in regards to you know, you know, guys from the '80s, the '90s, and all that stuff, man. So yeah, I know the junkyard dog very well. I, I went back, I've seen his work and stuff. I haven't seen the uh, dark side of the ring. I, I need to. I need to get caught up with that type of stuff, man. I know. I'm sure they do. I've seen clips on you know social media and stuff, and they do a tremendous sure, sure. job with those entire documentaries and, and TV series and all that stuff. I've seen a few of like, um, I think it's called uh, biographies, like WWE biographies that they do on A&E. Um, they do a tremendous job as well yeah, with fantastic. a lot of, you know, both present and past wrestlers. Um, so, you know, that definitely, it definitely adds another layer in regards to being a fan of somebody, you know, you really dig deep into their personal lives and stuff, you know, and, and really get to know the wrestler, um, In a good way, you know, Um, yeah. and yeah, no, it's really yeah, but yeah, very, very well said, uh, Brian, very, very well said in regards to the junkyard dog rest in peace to him and shout out to the shout out to the legend himself that is the junkyard dog. So but let us get into our first topic. When it comes to Monday Night Raw, I can shoot the shit with you, Brian and talk about WWE legends and junkyard dog. Unfortunately, we have to review what what, what is known yeah. as the fucking shit show. Uh, that yeah, is really. Monday Night Raw. But let us dive straight into this. So our first topic that I want to mention, of course, um, involves Cody Rhodes and Dominic Mysterio. Um, so obviously, of course, Dom, or Cody Rhodes, as well as Dominic Mysterio, they start the night off. They were face to face. Cody Rhodes calls Dominic a scared little boy, you know, for the most part. You know, Cody, or of course, you know, Rhea Ripley's out there. You're, I guess, what, what, what's the title now called, Brian? Well, it's just the WWE with the World Women's Championship, uh, yeah, I believe is yeah, what it's yeah. called, or something like that. Yeah, nothing important involved with her, so she's a just attached. Which if, again, that's what it feels like. She's just attached to the hip with Dom and whatever Dom is doing. Just yeah. very, very weird. She's holding onto a title, and there's nothing relevant about her. It's kind of sad, but but she's out there with Dominic. Um, they're about to walk off, so Rhea and Dom walk off the ramp. Cody's trying to bait Dom to get in the ring and pr- pretty much start a fight. Like, hey, let's not wait till let's not wait till London on Saturday. Let's just do this right now. Dom storms onto the ring apron, and you can literally—I don't know if you're a good re- uh, good um, reader of lips, Brian—but you can tell like Dominic's just like fuck this, man. And <laughs> he jumps off the <laughs> yeah. friggin' Legit, like let's legit what he says, guys. Go back and watch. You can hear, read his lips even on WWE uh, YouTube. They like block out his they blocked out of what he said like because clearly you could say he's he literally says the word you know he says fuck this and he's just jumps off the ring apron and walks off and that's your segment um you know and then of course trying to i guess okay so so here's what you're you you would be thinking right you know cody rhodes he has this match with damian priest which i'm gonna get into in just a second you know so you would think like okay you know Thankfully, it's not a match. You know, how many times have we also seen a freaking match start the night off? We've seen enough of that on Wednesday nights. Um, So, okay. I mean, could this be done 10 times better? No question. (laughs) But I can at least think like, okay, maybe they have something later on in the night that we can, you know, again, because this is a go-home show. You want to get this crowd even more invested into it after this show than they were before the show. Well, Let's just say it didn't really work out that way because later on in this main event is we'll just jump straight into it. Um, Cody Rhodes faced Damian priest in a match. Um, of course, Rhea and Dominic were both at ringside. They were getting involved in this match, trying to help. Of course, Damian priest win the match. Unfortunately, that plan failed him. Of course, Cody Rhodes who has to win this match. Of course, this dude needs momentum now more than ever. Um, Cody Rhodes wins the match via the crossroads. Dominic attacks him from behind, just kind of cheap shots him, kind of the same cheap shot we've seen on a Miz TV segment not too long ago and just scurries off. And that's how Monday Night Raw went off the air. Uh, uh, Brian, I'll have you start, man, because there's a few things I want to say in regards to Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes himself in regards to just this, his momentum as of late since WrestleMania, as well as this field. But I'll have you start, man, your thoughts on the opening segment to start the night and the main event to end the show.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, they're they're all right. Uh, I I don't know how I I would describe it right now. I, I'm I'm just um to be honest with you, I'm just kind of like so frustrated that this is where we're at with Cody Rhodes that I'm yeah. just not um, seriously yeah. I mean, so you know, I'm interested to see what 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 happens at this Money in the Bank match because I, I don't under you know unless it's to get dom to the next level you know okay and, and maybe cody's down for that and that's what they're doing and you know hey you know she, everybody's got to do that right i mean so you know he has to dom has to fight somebody to get the experience and move up and, and get the you know whatever but just with cody's story and the hard times like this just doesn't fit like I, cause yeah. to me. And I, I, I would, I think I would speak for most of the wrestling universe, you know, coming from Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, Dominic Mysterio is not hard times in any way whatsoever. So how you're continuing that story with Cody, uh, You know, we had talked about it here. You know, I I don't know. Does does Brock come back here at Money in the Bank and attack Cody and, you know, set that up? Yeah, maybe. Um, But, uh, yeah, other than to benefit Dom, which they could be doing too, I don't know. This just seems like a weird feud coming off the, the Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar thing. So... It's been entertaining at times. I mean, they've both done great. You know, I, I'm not, I'm not complaining about it. It just kind of, uh, yeah. Cody's lost a lot of steam because yeah. we we all know why, <laughs> you know? So mm-hmm. yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we've spoken heavily about Cody, especially ever since WrestleMania and that whole fricking mess of a fricking main event, which was, which was WrestleMania night Two. Um and you know, but hey, you no, know, first of all, Brian, you need to put some more respect on ex condom man like you know, yeah, freaking frick- <laughs> <it's not that. laughs> right? no, what are they
1: going now? It's uh it's like Dirty Dom, Dirty Dom,
0: Dirty, uh, something Dirty like that, Dom? yeah, or whatever. I still refer to him as ex-con Dom, man. I think that shit is still funny, but yeah, man, this dude served hard time, bro. You gotta, I mean, you get, I mean, he's he's a bad dude, man. You gotta, of course, yeah, this is I hard heard times, heard,
1: man. Uh, I think I heard Corey Graves uh, mention Rikers. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh,
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: bro, come on.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, in all in all seriousness, <laughs> man. Look, it look, this feud. It's definitely it's definitely has not progressed at all. And and I was yeah. fine with it because, hey, at least we're getting some semblance of a story because you weren't getting that from Cody and Brock. I mean, all Brock has just done is just attack this motherfucker for no reason at all, because they don't have a story because they knew that they effed up at Mania. You guys know that whole jazz. If you want to hear our thoughts about that, we've spoken heavily about that. All, all the all the shows from 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 WrestleMania or at the end of WrestleMania from. You know the Raw after WrestleMania and all the way to Backlash and so on. So, if you guys want to go check that out, because we'll sound like a broken record at this point. But, <laughs> but in, in regards to Cody, man, it's just the momentum is definitely gone. Sure, he's getting cheers, he's still slightly over, but that's just that's just of how the testament of how good Cody Rhodes is, you know, that sure. he can still have that type of connection to a crowd. That's that's honestly where it is right now but that's where it pretty much stops in regards to the magic that he had leading into mania it's it's gone man it, it's it's freaking gone you know and i like cody um but just gotta call shit out like it is man you know it, it's it's yeah. it sucks you know and it, and it would to me it would to me his steam would benefit more again if he was just holding on to these freaking titles you know it, it would just make more yep. sense of his you know just where he's at in the company, because it's just like, you know, he's supposed to serve hard times. He's supposed to finish the story. Uh, You know, from what I'm told, this dude is going to be facing Roman Reigns once again at WrestleMania 40, you know, and finally defeating Roman Reigns. But again, is it going to be the same feel that he that the moment that he should have gotten at WrestleMania 39? I highly doubt it, It, especially the, the road that he's going right now. Yeah, no. I'm I'm sorry, man. It, yeah, it's just yeah. it's just not there, man, and it sucks. By the way, shout out to Cody Rhodes. Today is actually his birthday. So, shout out to, to oh, Cody. Birthday. He, shout out to the American Nightmare himself. Um, Absolutely. but yeah, man, it's just in this feud with Dominic just to kind of end things here. It's just it's definitely underwhelming for sure because it's pretty much the same this the same endings to every segment, you know. Dominic, we we talked about the Miz TV segment um you know that they had when they first were face to face with one another dominic just cheap shots freaking cody dominic runs off like the like the chicken shit heel which is fine i like dominic in that heel role it fits the character and the persona that's fine but when you do it every single week man it's like all right come on man like where where's the where's the progression here like what, what where are we going here you know what i'm saying so the opening segment i did not mind I actually did not mind because, again, it's like you start the night off and, like, you know, you have the match. I'm like, okay, do they end it with the cliffhanger? Do they end with some good shit to end the night? So there's, again, whether it's good suspense or not, <laughs> it's suspense. And maybe, you know, you're hopeful. And then by the end of the night, you're just like, okay. You know, he beats <laughs> yeah. Damien Priest. Damien Priest takes an L. Why? For what reason? I don't know. Just to pump Cody Rhodes up to face... to to face Dominic and, and priest has to take an L leading up to his money in the bank ladder match that he's going to be in legit in less than 24 hours from now. Nothing makes sense about it, man. Nothing makes sense about it at all. And that's really all I got, man. So obviously Cody is probably going to win this match. Um, It's because it's, it's a filler type of a feud. So that's why I can't really, I can't really bash it too much of it, Brian, because it is a filler type of a feud because we all know, at the end of the day, it's Brock is most likely going to come back. He's going to assault freaking Cody or whenever it is. It could be tomorrow night um, and set up another match for SummerSlam, a rubber match, maybe in a stipulation or some sort. Who knows? But we know it's coming. And hopefully, finally, this Cody and Brock shtick is finally done. And, and these two can just both freaking move on. Um, like, hopefully
1: we can get an answer to why it started and it ends all in the same way.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, you know, finally it's like we get to like the, it'll be like the final like go home show to SummerSlam and finally you get the explanation. Yeah, yeah. it's just, uh, it's just, it's just a mess, man. You know, and this, yep. it's just, it's, it's ridiculous. And, and, and I, again, I'm not going to repeat myself in regards to how this relates to Roman and his title reign, but I'm not going to get that, man. You guys know how we both feel in regards to that. So, but let us move on into this next topic. Um, the next topic I have, of course, um, involves another judgment day member and that's Finn Balor. Um, uh, of course, is Seth Rollins, your world heavyweight champion, I will say this, man, and, and Brian, I, sh- and I was telling you this, uh, when you, uh, when I, you know, got to your place, when we were going to watch SmackDown, uh, tonight, uh, the, the video package from Balor, Damn, freaking solid video package, man. Yeah. Um, and I, I respect the fact that they're trying to connect with some type of history. They're trying to connect dots in a way like, oh, it's like seven years. I've been waiting for this moment to finally get revenge on you for taking me out of action. You dislocated, you know, my, you know, my freaking arm, my shoulder, or whatever. And you know, I've been waiting to pounce at the most. So I, I, I can appreciate that in that aspect. Um, you know, but then I get into this segment with Seth Rollins, right. And how it's just, again, because again, man, it's your go home show. Like you're expecting like legit to go all out. Like, how can I get my audience, my ca- especially my casual fans to get that much more invested after the show than they were already before. And as I go into this segment here, you know, Seth Rollins, he comes out there, he hits the ring. He acknowledges Carmelo Hayes, who's, who's in the crowd, like a freaking fan or whatever, which is kind of weird. Uh, but he's in, I think he was, I think he did the same thing on SmackDown not too long ago. Um, but he's out there, you know, your NXT champion, Carmelo Hayes. You know, Rollins sends a message to Finn Balor saying, you know, the best of Finn Balor is just not as good as the best version of Seth freaking Rollins. And Finn Balor attacks him from behind, they both, uh, they're both men are brawling at ringside. Hayes takes a steel chair away from Balor. As Balor made the attack, he had a steel chair in his hand, and he takes another steel chair from, um, from the timekeeper's area, takes that away from him, and then Rollins takes advantage of that slight distraction, uh, from Carmelo Hayes. Uh, Finn Balor runs off, and that is, and that's the segment. So. <sighs> <laughs> I, I, I got a i I got a few things to say, but Brian, I'll have you start, man. Your your thoughts about this match, how you're feeling about this world title match coming up tomorrow night, as well as this segment with Seth Rollins and Finn Balor, as well as the video package, like we like I mentioned early on. You know, I'll, I'll let you start off, man. The floor is yours.
1: Yeah, I, man, this new like little streak uh, Finn Balor has, man. I'm I'm digging it. Um, the the vignette yeah. uh, video he did, yeah. I thought I loved it, man. Um <clears throat> and I had even mentioned, you know, at the last last podcast or whatever, like really at this point, like so they're they're telling the story of the whole, you know, like Finn Balor was the first universal champion and you know he got injured. I, I, I wish because I I want Finn Balor to win this. I, I actually think he should win this. I don't think he will. I think mm-hmm. Rollins will retain, but I'm pulling for, for uh, Finn here. And like, I I just wish that, you know, if this is the story that they're going to tell, I wish they would have given it a little bit longer time because now, you know, I don't know if he does win tomorrow, then you've just kind of been telling this story for like two weeks, two and a half weeks where it could be a much bigger story. Um, so I I don't know man I, I, you know I I like this this new new um you know little little tweak to to Finn's character um and yeah like I I want him to win man um you know so I I don't know I I think there's a lot more possibilities right now just from what I see and how how I would I prefer so it's all my opinion whatever But if if he was the champion within Judgment Day, Rhea's the women's champion. You have the money in the bank coming up. Damien's in there. There's just a lot of of storyline things you could do with that. Where, you know, with with just Seth Rollins, like, I'm sorry, man. I I mean, I I love him as a performer. He is great, whatever. Mm -hmm. But holy shit, man. Like, Like, I actually do. Like, when he comes out, like, I I want to hear him speak. Like I want to hear his promos. He's, you know, he ain't the best, but he's pretty good. Um, and and like uh, seriously, two minutes, three minutes, five minutes, just the fucking song with the uh, like. Come on, mm-hmm. like oh yeah, it's just at this point, it is just it's. <laughs> uh. I mean, I get it. It's cool to do. It was cool to do. I I, I don't know how it still is cool to do, but whatever. I, I guess it is. Um. But Jesus Christ, man! If you're, if you're and like we understand you, you like him. I like Seth Rollins. Like I, I'm not, I, I'm not a Seth Rollins hater. But damn, let the man talk. Let him. Let him. Let him. You know, be his character. You know, like uh and it, it just just shut the fuck up for five minutes
0: <laughs> like, Bruh, bro about. how many times have i been saying that for months now brian about this yeah. about this freaking song it is that freaking like bro i want to see this wall behind me guys i want to slam my head fucking through it every time i hear it i still <laughs> again every man maybe time, that's a personal man. thing every time. It's, yeah it, it for like real it's
1: works because it, it just feels yeah, like dude they sound working.
0: you know what they sound like brian they sound like walking zombies that's what they sound yeah, like. It's it just yeah. it's just so like and it's it just becomes nauseating. Like Sami Zayn's like theme and like entrance when people do like his song, like like that that feels like that feels organic. Like that feels cool. That's that's cool to do. And Shoot, if you even like the
1: entrance and then stop and let the fucking match start or the promo start.
0: Cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's cool for, like, 10 seconds, but after, like, several minutes, I always, I've always i said this for weeks now, after several minutes, it's just like, dude, like, okay, like, can can we can we shut the fuck up, right. man?
1: But the thing is, it's like, you know, and I'm sure people don't, you're not thinking about it in the moment, right? I, I get that. Yeah, yeah. But the reality of it is, is you, you, you know, the fans do dumb, that dumb bullshit, and then Billy's match has to get cut like that's the reality (laughs) right yeah
0: absolutely no absolutely
1: and i'm not talking specifically bailey as you know but just anybody yeah just anybody segment a match something's gonna have to get cut Mm because the fucking audience did this for you know 12 fucking minutes
0: yeah yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. and and guess what though brian the the company freaking triple h Vince McMahon, they, all, they love that shit, bro. And they are going to continue to shove it down everybody's freaking throats. Oh, listen to this song. Join the harmonization, everybody. Oh, whoa. like, oh, my God. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I By the way, I I don't know if I've told anybody this. And, Brian, I've told you this. I actually just bought tickets for Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw is going to be in Charlotte in September. Um, It'll be my first event. I have two tickets, so I don't know who I'm going with yet um but i will be going to monday night raw it'll be september 4th later on this year in charlotte right and on. yes guys you will not catch me dead singing that fucking song i'll probably do this <laughs> i'll give I'll, I'll i'm gonna give the old earmuffs brian like like when that song starts harmonizing because i know it's gonna happen and i'm just gonna get nauseous when i freaking hear it so i'm gonna put on those earmuffs when, when it freaking happens but but yeah, man, no, I mean, you're, you're 100% right in regards to the song, man. It's just like, it's fun for a couple seconds. You know, We uh, even like Shinsuke's, you know, when people harmonize to Shinsuke, like it feels like, you know, it's authentic. You know, it's something that doesn't want to slam your head through a freaking cement wall. Like it's, it you know, it's fun to do because it only lasts. Even the Cody Rhodes when he does the whole whoa thing in, in his entrance. You know, then the list goes on and on. Even Judas, freaking Chris Jericho, and AEW—like that shit is fun to do. It, you know, right. I mean, speak what you want about AEW, but that shit is is fun to do. Now it's at a point where it's you know it's not the same as it was when it was first hyped up when it first started. But still, it's still fun to do. I'll I'll sing Judas any day of the week over this freaking whatever that theme song <laughs> right. of Seth Rollins is any freaking day of the week. But but yeah, man. Um and, and in regards to what you said about Finn. Uh, before we get into our third and final topic here with Monday Night Raw. Look, I it does suck that Finn Balor is in this situation because, like you mentioned, man, it, this mean streak that he's got going on, and there's a whole lot of mean streaks that we've seen. We've seen it from Austin Theory. You know, when, when he, put, he put the cell phone in the back, he's still the same Austin Theory, right, as well as so many freaking others. But with Finn Balor, it's just... You know, I like the fact that he's been able to, even with the Judgment Day for the most part, you know, it's just, he's always just been pop collar smiley fin. Of course, this was the, before the Judgment Day. He just comes out with his freaking collar, with his freaking, sure. his collared freaking jacket, with his tight freaking trunks, and he just smiles all the freaking time. And that's, and there's nothing, and, until he turns into the demon, that's just all he is. But now with the Judgment Day, he's got a little bit of a personality going. He's got, you know, he's finally found his, is found his inner self and it seems like he's now found that again with this whole mean streak he kind of found it a little bit with the prince character in nxt and it's kind of similar to that right now and it sucks that he has to take this loss now if he's gonna have him lose i honestly brian if you're gonna tell a story with damian priest right because it seems like that's where the friction is heading to where it seems like Damian Priest and Finn Balor are going to butt heads, regardless right. of when that's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, maybe you pull an angle where Damian Priest accidentally maybe costs him the match and that can maybe set up and plant seeds for something in the future. So that way Finn Balor doesn't totally look like a fucking schmuck when he loses, right. you know? Um, so maybe you do something like that in regards to that. Um I mean that's the only thing I can think of in 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 regards to that if you want to cuz yeah, I, I understand really what that. you're saying in regards to Finn Balor winning the title but if you're going to tell the story with Damien, I don't think that shit needs a title to be quite honest with you because and I and I told and I mentioned this to you as well not too long ago before we watched SmackDown early on I said what I want what I want to see what I would love to see is a Drew McIntyre return And he returns and he beats the absolute living shit out of Seth Rollins. They set up a match for SummerSlam. And and this, of course, was the discussion we had about, you know, uh, about L.A. Knights potential, hopefully, hopefully wins the freaking briefcase and potentially cashes it in um, and becomes world heavyweight champion. But it starts with Drew McIntyre getting his his solid five to six month run. However, he however long he holds that title. I wouldn't have him hold on to it that long, but maybe about five to six months, if you make it meaningful, I think it would be a pretty damn solid, good run. But sure. that's where I would honestly would turn to. Cause, cause, and, and cause you know, you have the attack from drew Damian priest costs Finn Balor the match. So again, so that's what, you know, and that's cause that's the thing too. It's like how many times we've seen a pay-per-view or even just a title match or just any match on a weekly show, they lose the match and it's just like, okay, where, where are they going from here? Well, now you have somewhere to go with both men. Finn Balor has something with Damian Priest, and now you have Drew and Seth Rollins. That's personally the way I would go in in logic and, you know, with 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 booking aspect of it, just thinking long-term ahead. But, yeah, no, but I totally hear where you're coming from, Brian, in regards to Finn winning this thing. Um, I, I would love to see him win too, but I would think that the feud with him and Damian Priest, and especially in regards to a title, I don't really think that's really necessarily needed, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, no, in in regards to that, your, your thoughts, your yeah. thoughts, Brian. Before we get into this next segment, your your thoughts in regards to that.
1: I, I don't think it's needed. Um, but it, again, it, if again, everything hinges on who wins Money in the Bank, really.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: so yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of again. I, I'm just throwing out theories of like, yeah, that could work. That could work. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it definitely can work already. Like I'm, I I just, uh, I I don't, I don't know. It's one of those things where like, you, you, you almost get a feeling where like, okay, like Finn's kind of like, you know, hit another gear here. Um, but then like, if if he just takes an L, like I, that's going to like, I I think kind of, uh, it's just, it's just a, a sucky situation, you know?
0: It, yeah. It, and, it, but, but that's why I, I would have Damien.
1: I don't know how or if he's going to, you know, maintain momentum.
0: Yeah. And that, but that's so. why I would have Damien Priest cost him the match because it kind of takes a little bit of the the, the heat or the has, or, well, not the heat, but just the, the blunder of the loss, if that makes sense. Sure. Because you're not talking mainly about the loss. You would talk about, oh, snap, like Damien Priest just cost Finn Balor. This is not good for the judgment day, right? So yeah. that that's what I mean. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's like, yeah, no, if he were to just lose, if he just loses straight up tomorrow night, then yeah, that's... Because like you mentioned, it's a sucky situation because, you know... Because again, and, and here's the thing too, like we've already seen this match before. This year, we've seen them face each other for the United States title and we saw them face them for this said title in a tournament. You know, it, it just doesn't make sense and now we're seeing it yet again. It's just, I don't know what we're expecting to be any different in regards to the match. I mean, I like the fact that they're hyping up. It's been seven years with their SummerSlam match not too long ago, seven years in the making. But we've already seen them wrestle so many times just this year. So, you know, it's just like, you know, people can just go back and just watch matches from later on this year. It's just like, wait a minute. Like, what's, what's so special about this if they've already faced each other before? It's just... That's also kind of weird too, in a way, but, um, but yeah, man, well, I guess we're going to find out tomorrow night, man, and we're going to sure. save a lot of thoughts and we're going to save a lot of time in regards to uh, that match as well as the money in the bank ladder match. Cause I'm sure that's going to tie a lot of things. Like you mentioned, Brian, in regards to the result and everything as a whole in regards to uh, this pay-per-view coming up, but let's finally get into our final our third and final topic before we get into Monday night raw. And that is with, the women's Money in the Bank ladder match, there was, I believe it was called a summit, like a women's Money in the Bank ladder match summit. Pretty much all the ladies, pretty much just being out there talking shit to one another. Trish Stratus had the best freaking line of the night. She goes on to say she her, her attention is faced towards Becky Lynch. Um, Selena Vega said some words in exchange with uh, with with Zoe Starks um, at times as well. Um, But Trish Stratus goes on to say, like, I can't call you a little girl because Trish Stratus referenced everybody as just little girls. Like, I'm the legend. I'm the woman in this match because winning is just what I do. I'm Trish freaking Stratus. Freaking love Trish Stratus, man. And listen, I, I can understand why people would have something against Trish Stratus. But guys, like, is Trish Stratus that much worse than what... You know, like, cause again, if without Trish Stratus, like, what, like, what are you getting? It's just like, oh, it's like you should be saving this time for your other women, you know, for your other women in your division. Well, they're not. No, no one's giving them the time of day. You know, it's just, and that's the unfortunate situation. I hear where people are coming from, but if you're gonna give me Trish Stratus cutting freaking promos like that and doing tremendous and she's on the show for the most part it's not like she's showing it's not like she's pulling a proc lesnar brian she's showing up one week and then we don't see the dude for another two to three weeks she's been here pretty consistently so hey props to trish stratus man seriously so at least she's there she's trying to tell the story with becky so props to her in regards to that so i don't want to hear any any bullshit in regards to being part-time because she's been pretty darn consistent ever since she's made her return Um, or pretty. yes yeah, Since yes. Yeah. I can say since she's made her return from WrestleMania turning heel and all that and all that jazz. Right. But she goes on to say, uh, I can't call you a little girl talking to Becky Lynn. She's like, I can't call you a woman because you're a man or whatever. <laughs> it's just like, it's just again, man. Again, I always say this too, when it comes to promos, it's just the way, that people say these promos, it's not what they say. It's just how they say it. Um, you know, Trish Stratus just being that narcissistic bitch. It's just like, it's just, it's just so fitting with her. I mean, of course, if you've seen her work in previous years, it's just so awesome. And it's just, it's just refreshing because you don't really get that feeling a lot from a lot of female talent, Brian. You really don't get that. Not even from Becky yeah. Lynch, Charlotte Flair. You got that at times, maybe with Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks, but never. But that's pretty much it. Like the the window, the window closes with that. Um, but freaking Trish was freaking phenomenal in that line. Just to give a little shout out as well to Trish Stratus. Um, but yeah, so Becky Lynch, pretty much, she's like she didn't even say a word. She just walked straight up to Trish and just freaking just punches her straight in her freaking mug everybody starts brawling um and i freaking brian i can't stand this spot man where everybody's on the outside they're all punching each other just to do what to set up for a suicide dive here i'll catch you let's punch each other oh is she coming over the top okay here she comes oh my god it's just yeah, it looks yeah. so bad like it if does. you've seen it once you've seen it once man you've seen it all it's just it's I just, I can't stand that shit. It just looks so f- again, man, this is where I, I don't like using this term, but that's how it makes it look pretty freaking fake. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, It's just enough, dude. Like the moonsault was beautiful. Fricking. I mean, it's EO sky for fuck's sake. <laughs> that moonsault is just a freaking thing of beauty as well as Tr- Tiffany Stratton and NXT. We've spoken heavily about that. moon salt. I mean, fricking Lord, man. But um, and then, yeah, Becky Lynch freaking She walks up the ladder. She grabs the briefcase. You know, maybe this could be the visual for Saturday, right? Who knows? <laughs> and Kevin, and I don't know if you heard this too or, or not, uh, Brian, when you watched over Monday Night Raw, but we go off this segment of Kevin Patrick saying, you're getting Becky in the bank. <laughs> Fucking, I mean, I'm sorry, Bryce. I, I can't take kevin patrick man oh my god we're getting becky in the bank like i can't do his accent but we're getting becky in the bank like yes. can you get any more fucking cringed than that imagine if brian you were watching freaking monday night raw like live and you and you hear you're with somebody and they hear that it's just like that's just oh my god man that that's a moment as a wrestling fan where you're just sitting there and you're like, what am I doing with my life, man? Can I really, <laughs> can I be doing something different? Could, I mean, I could be, I, I could be, you know, going out with, with some, with some friends. I could be getting freaking laid, you know, who knows, but I'm stuck hearing Kevin Patrick saying this shit, bro. Like, golly, man, listen, with Kevin Patrick, man, he's a great dude. I'm sure he's a great dude, but man, get the get him the fuck off of commentary. He is so fucking bad, bro. Put. Put freaking Byron Saxon on commentary, because at least Byron and Corey Graves, they have a really good connection because, you know, they played off like they can't stand each other. I think it's freaking hilarious. I think it'll give a new life to the show. Put Byron Saxon on freaking commentary. He's actually gotten better as a commentator when, when he was on there. And put Kevin Patrick back over to the backstage roles. That's where he's just best suited sorry i just had to throw that out there brian it was just i, I just i heard that line and i'm just like fuck me man <laughs> like what are we doing but yeah man so brian your your thoughts i'll send this off to you man your thoughts about this segment and uh you know since we're less than 24 hours away from money in the bank you know who do you think is going to win this ladder match and who do you think should win this uh women's money in the bank ladder match the floor is yours take it away uh,
1: the segment itself i mean i could take it or leave it um yeah, I'll keep this short, man. I mean, I, I think what should <laughs> happen, I think EO and Bailey should be the last two in there. Yeah, um, and obviously mm-hmm. one of those win, you know, one of those women are going to win it. Um, and you know, the, the money in the bank doesn't have to be cashed in like immediately, so I think that would be a great for you know they're the last two in there. One of them wins the the money in the bank, and then they're in a feud coming out of that. You know, I think that'd be perfect, but. I think they're going with Becky Lynch. I think that's who's winning it. And fuck. <laughs> that's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. You're right. We're back, yeah. we're back to we're back to Charlotte and Becky. All and Charlotte
0: and Becky. That's right, man. Yeah. That that is that is right. And listen, and listen, this is no sh- and it's no shade to Becky. We we've spoken no, highly no. about about you're right. Yeah. I mean, we we've we've spoken very highly about Becky at times, but there is no need for this woman to hold on to a freaking title that there, there's just not. I came across an Instagram uh, post, Brian, about and it was, of course it was just like you know WWE, you know whoever runs their Instagram page just having a little bit of fun. Like they grabbed people like um, just like just you know playing just fantasy type of you know shit right about the you know promoting the Money in the Bank ladder match. Like it's like oh who would win? Like who would you have win? And it's people like Cena, The Rock, Hulk Hogan. Freaking Ric Flair, freaking all the big names from today and 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 from yesterday, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, and I'm just like, none of them, because they don't need the. T- You're talking about all of these dudes in their prime, like the Money in the Bank ladder match, all these big names. Why would any of them win? <laughs> they yeah. don't, because they don't need the. They don't need the briefcase, right? Regardless of how we feel about Becky. She's clearly she's, of course, a big name in this industry right now. She doesn't need that briefcase at all, bro. Please, for the love of fucking God, do not give her that briefcase. I I mean, how many times do we got to play this agenda where it's Charlotte Flair and it's Becky Lynch at the top of the heap when they're not drawing guys they're not in mer- they're not in the top 5 top 6 in merchandise sales they're not drawing an in interviewership but let's keep bringing them to the top of the mountain do they have talent sure do they have a place absolutely right and yeah. no one's saying that they're not bad at what they do but clearly them being the top women in the industry is not working bro it's just not
1: it's, i mean neither one of them are like you said i mean I, I don't really follow the merchandise sales as much but neither one of them are the best promo in the female division no. neither one of them are the best wrestler in the female division no um Absolutely so yeah, not. I, <laughs> they're, they're good you're they're talented yeah i have no problem like okay they've won championships and whatever and awesome Right now, tomorrow night, tomorrow day, whatever. Yeah. Becky shouldn't be winning that.
0: (laughs) No, absolutely not. No. I mean, Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair, they, they, they have more, they are in the top five, top six merchandise sales ahead of Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch. That tells you everything you need to know. You know, it's just, it's, we're, we're pushing these women that have, I mean, yeah. Okay. Becky Lynch with the man character Uh, to me, the man character, Brian, and I'm going to, I'm just being honest with everybody. I like the man character. It's okay. I thought the big time Beck's character was pretty was pretty darn solid as well, especially as a heel. I thought it was kind of refreshing. You know, the weird clothes and all that stuff. I get why people wouldn't like it. I understand. It's eye of the beholder for the most part. But the man character, man, ever since the broken nose, the whole Nia Jax situation, just the steam has not been the same. I was into the man character when it first started. I really was, dude. I'm like this is something they got rid of that last kicker gimmick from yeah, way yeah. back in the day. Freaking feels like 10 years, 10 plus freaking years ago. Um, she got rid of that. She became them on for the first time. And it was, it was solid, bro. It had a lot of momentum, the whole SmackDown versus raw invasion. And then the broken nose and that snap of a finger. That was it, man. Ne- Becky Lynch never regained that same momentum since then. And yeah, she became the man again, but, Guys, it's it's not the it's it's you, you can't tell me that the spark from when it first started versus now is the same, bro. It's just not. Yeah. It's not. Um, if you're, if I mean, you're, you're lying to me, and you're you're lying to me, and you're bullshitting yourself. If you if you if you don't think that's the case, but but yeah, man. Um, to finish this off before we get into SmackDown here, <sighs> I, there's no doubt, Brian. I can see Becky Lynch. They can just give her this freaking briefcase. There's no doubt who I think should win this match. And I know Io Sky has been a a favorite to win, right? People have been heavily the fan favorite pretty much in this match. You can arguably say is Io Sky. Um, And I like Io Sky. I like her a lot. And Brian, we talked about this again, not too long ago. If Io Sky, let's say wins this briefcase, I don't think she's going to. I think it's a long shot, but let's say she does. I will be happy as fuck. Seriously, I like Io Sky. I think it would be tremendous. But I would not have her win this briefcase. I would have Bailey win this freaking briefcase. And we just talked about that, Brian, not too long ago. There's no doubt Bailey and EO have to be like the last two remaining to grab that briefcase when it's all said and done. There's no doubt about it. You you know, you can tell this, continue the story with Becky and Trish and, you know, do that however you want to do that. That's fine. But when it's Bailey and EO, those two have to be the final two participants. It just has to happen. But when it, but why I'm not on board with Io Sky is just that it, it's just the fact that she she's already competed for the women's title not too long ago, and now and she's lost that she lost that she lost that match, and now she's gonna dumb herself down to win a briefcase, that that shit just doesn't make sense to me at all. Um, if that match never happened, then okay yeah hell yeah give her the freaking briefcase, but. It's just the fact that she's already been at that mountaintop to compete for that title. And now she lost it. You know, it's unfortunate that she lost it. That was, that was Bianca Belair at backlash or, or not. What was it? Backlash? Yeah, it was backlash. It was backlash. I'm getting my frick. There's so many pay-per-views, Brian, I'm getting my pay-per-views mixed up. Um, but yeah, she loses that. And now she's going to go after this briefcase. And I'm like, okay, it's just, if you're going to give EO, a title shot in the future. Why not have her win the women's rumble this year or for 2024? And then you can set up who knows Asuka and EO people want to see Asuka and EO. I mean, hopefully Charlotte flair doesn't win this freaking title. And we're going to get into Charlotte flair for SmackDown in just a couple moments. But if you actually want to give Asuka a good title reign leading all the way up to mania and you have EO sky win the, win the freaking. uh, win the royal rumble, the women's royal rumble, and now you have the freaking feud that everybody's been wanting to freaking see, right? And it doesn't have to involve a stupid fucking briefcase to get there. So, there I'm, just no saying, man, I'm just saying
1: that the WWE if if oh, you're really not... <laughs> in the bank by come SummerSlam or come Royal Rumble next year, she's not relevant. And the, one, the oh no WWE oh, is
0: not gonna it, it would not it would not shock me in the slightest if by the time we do get to the Royal Rumble she's pretty much an afterthought it would not yep. shock me at all um she's just another like a Kyrie Zane you know if people remember Kyrie Zane now she's wrestling in New Japan you know much love and shout out to Kyrie Zane and just another japanese wrestler that just comes and goes in this company it's unfortunate because these these women have such talent in a place and io sky her entrance and everything of her work in nxt and they just i don't know man it's just something about these international um talent they just don't want to just give the rocket to that includes asuka and she's holding a title you know it just it makes yeah it just makes no sense man at all but those are our thoughts in regards to Monday Night Raw. The rest of the show, man, it's just like, it's just another, just another whatever, man. Just stuff that doesn't even need to be talking about. And again, you had Shayna, oh no, not Shayna, excuse me. You had Ronda Rousey and Raquel in a match. You had Bronson and freaking Ricochet and Nakamura. That's just another, they were involved in another match, which again, they've already been in freaking two to three other matches there's nothing else to talk about in regards to that. Bronson looked like he was a bouncer at a really bad freaking strip club. Um, <laughs> I mean, this dude, he's like, look, he legit looks like a straight up bouncer at a local dive bar. Like, fuck's sake. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, man. <laughs> I got to make myself laugh, man. I'm sorry. But uh, but yeah, man, that is pretty much Monday Night Raw and everything that we've wanted to cover up, at least everything in regards to uh, the Money in the Bank pay-per-view uh, for this coming Saturday. So that is everything in regards to Raw. Now, uh, before we get into SmackDown, I know today is usually the day when we cover our top five wrestlers of the week. We are going to save that for tomorrow night's show. Uh, When we do cover money in the bank. So we're going to cover money in the bank. The good and the bad and the ugly. And then we will give you guys our top five wrestlers of the week. So we're going to hold that off for today. And we'll save that for tomorrow's show. So without further ado. Let's jump straight now into SmackDown. Um, Now obviously of course. We didn't take too many notes on this show. Since we are pretty much fresh off of SmackDown. You know not too long ago. um, From SmackDown. So of course the night started off our number one with the tag title match. And that was with pretty deadly against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn Um, match for the most part was, was not bad. Um, Not, not a bad match at all. Definitely picked up the way or towards the end. It definitely picked up as it went on. The crowd slowly started to get into it as now we're um, of course, SmackDown is in London. Of course, since tomorrow night is going to be money in the bank in London. So they were in London. um, You know, they were in London uh, for the show tonight. Um and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, which again is not a shocker, won this match. You know Kevin Owens sold it looked like an ankle injury from a from a a cannonball from the from the from the ring ropes. So he's selling that injury. Um and when it's all said and done, like I said, the match was starting to speed up and definitely the crowd definitely got into it as the match went on, as well as a so Kevin Owens hits the stunner followed by a halula kick to Sami Zayn as they pick up the W and they defend their tag titles. So, Brian, I'll have you start off, my man, fresh off of SmackDown. Your thoughts in regards to uh, this tag title match uh, between Owens and Zayn, as well as Pretty Deadly.
1: Yeah, it was an okay match. Um, I, I don't have much to say to it or say about it other than, um, you know, I guess it, it just, it'll be interesting to see how they finally do t- get the belts off of uh, KO and Sammy. Um, you know, uh, when they whenever they decide to go down that route but um as far as the tag division you know we we've talked about how like i'm i don't consider sammy and ko a legit tag team um it, right now i mean i i i, I don't know I, I think the tag titles have would have to come off of them fairly soon mm-hmm. um and man i think like two of the you know a, a great feud and i i'm, I'm They probably have already wrestled. I'm sure they have, but um, you could revisit it, you know, down the road with titles. But two of the better tag teams in WWE right now, pretty deadly, uh, who we just saw, and Imperium, if you're talking about uh, Da Vinci and um, uh, Kaiser. Uh, So, you know, how this all plays out, um, I don't know. And I don't know how long you're going to keep them tag team tight tag team champions, but yeah, man, I, I'm I'm kind of at this point honestly ready to see, you know, them back as singles wrestlers, and you know, give me a give me a feud between Imperium and Pretty Deadly, you know, I, I'll take that, man.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I'll I'll make this short and sweep for the most part because I do want to get into. <laughs> This, uh, this women's title match as well as uh, the bloodline segment, which was your main event segment to end the show. So I'll try to make this as short as sweet as I can here. look, it sucks man, because like with pretty deadly, it just doesn't make sense on how already they're already being put into this title situation. like they legit just made their main roster debut like how long ago, Brian? I want to say it's been well over about two maybe two months well no maybe maybe less than two months i want to say somewhere around there would you say probably
1: mm, something like that yeah
0: something yeah so it's just like they're still fresh and new to the main main roster scene i, well, since, the draft,
1: the moment, I guess, since the draft i guess yeah right? since
0: the draft right yeah. yeah so but still man they're still pretty fresh and new to this main event scene man it's just to me i feel like they're them getting this title opportunity was way too soon Um, and I don't think the match did any that much harm to them. I think it just comes, comes down to where, okay, now where do they go from here? They just lost the big title match in the, in the middle of the SmackDown. It's now, especially in, in London, which is where they're, or their home country of England, which is where they're from. Um, and it's just like, man, it's just like, where, where do you go from there? You know, I mean, thankfully, like I mentioned that the match didn't do too harm to them because it did pick up and the crowd definitely got into it as the match went on. Um, so that that aspect just doesn't suit that well to me, if I'm being honest in regards to that. But definitely solid match. I mean, there's nothing to complain about the match. It's kind of what I expected, decent match, and that's kind of like where it ends, you know. Um, no, no nothing, nothing that you know, that much more special than we've seen in the past in regards to tag team wrestling. But, but yeah, with Seven and with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Um, It's going to be interesting, you know, who takes the titles away from them when they when the titles are are taken away from them, because you would think that, you know, it just sucks that this this tag division, Brian, is so irrelevant.
1: (laughs) That's why I I really don't mind even pretty deadly is because, you know, like, yeah, somebody needs to get the belt. The belts need to come off a KO and, and Sammy and they need to be with a tag team. And in a tag team division and tag
0: team one, 100, 100%, 100%. Um, and there's no doubt. You're right. It's just, it's just figuring out when or how you can get these titles off of them. You know, cause I've always yeah. spoken about this in the past and I'll end it with this is, you know, we talked about with Ronda Rousey in the past when she was whole, when she held onto the SmackDown women's title, it's just like, all right, we just get the title off of Ronda Rousey. I don't care how you get it off of her. Just get it off of her. Well, again, guys, you you, you need to you need to get creative of how it comes off of them. Like just because you don't like somebody just doesn't mean, you know, you can just want to just take the title away from somebody just to take the title away. That's that's not how it works. You know, if if you're going to take the titles off of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, at least make the moments and the scene and the setting memorable, you know, and and I'm more of a fan of that because at least. You know, because you can't do you can't do your 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 own talent dirty to where you just randomly just take the titles away from them. I'm like, okay, well, what does that do for your champions who just lost the match? So it has to be in a way where it's in a big scene. Maybe it is at SummerSlam. Who knows? Um, And to me, I think at this point, you know, depending who that team is. And maybe it is pretty deadly. I, I don't know. I, I would definitely would love to see pretty deadly hold down to those titles. I think they're a tremendous tag team. I think they do a lot of tremendous stuff as a team, as maneuvers, as well as the stuff that they do that fits their gimmick in regards to heels. I think it's a tremendous, I think they're a tremendous team, uh, no doubt. Um, but definitely in regards to that, if they're going to lose it in the next couple of weeks or in the, you know, recently, it has to be SummerSlam you know, or at least one of your big pay-per-views because you did beat the Usos at WrestleMania. So you have to hold that high standard to where it has to be at another big event or in a big setting, you know what I'm saying? So, but no, but no doubt you're 100% correct. I think at this point in regards to Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, where ever since they did win those titles, they haven't really felt that much, The steam of them kind of just really worn off. Sure, they've been in a lot of funny stuff. (laughs) Like I mentioned with Kevin Owens, I gave him a shout-out earlier about him screaming and just the way he screamed and the way the segment was done. I thought it was kind of funny. But still, man, the the momentum and the feel of their involvement with the bloodline just – it's not there anymore. And I feel like the burden with these titles is just – it's almost kind of like affecting them in a way, you know? So. Yeah, maybe we'll 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 see in regards to that so we'll we'll see where this leads to and and who gets that title shot and when um for for the next several weeks I'm sure we'll get our answer I'm sure uh once money in the bank is over um to see where the trajectory of where your tag champs are going so um let's dive into this this women's title match cuz I do want to talk about that so man Brian I was sweating bullets I even I said this to you when we were watching it man like cuz I There was no doubt in my mind that I could see Charlotte Flair walking out of London on SmackDown, right? Not, not money in the bank, but SmackDown with that, with that, with that championship taking away from Asuka. However, there was, you know, a way where we could see Bianca Belair get involved and cost Asuka as well as uh, Charlotte Flair in this match. And that's what happens guys. Uh, Bianca Belair, um was watching this through the crowd having a ticket because last week adam pierce her from ringside so here she is as a fan watching the match um watching the match via through the crowd um and brian i'm sure i can speak for you as well this match was fucking horrible i I mean fresh watching i mean it was i mean these two i don't know if it was just because i mean i mean we've seen these two in the ring before brian it's never been that bad I mean, it, yeah, it just right. it never. From the jump, it never clicked. I mean, nothing connected. Nothing was, nothing was smooth. Nothing was clean, and cre- it was bad, man. Yeah, um, really even was. the shot to where Bianca was kicked in the head that that boot wasn't even connected once again charlotte flair does another moonsault that it doesn't fucking connect yet again she maybe i think she barely grazed the shoulder brian i think you mentioned that like she barely grazed the shoulder of asuka it's just like guys i'm enough of enough of praising freaking charlotte flair's moonsault like i don't want to hear it anymore go back and watch this freaking moonsault it is fucking horrible there's nothing about it that's good she does not connect With this freaking moonsault. It is fucking horrible. Enough with the praise of this moonsault in her athleticism. Stop. Enough. I am so fucking tired of hearing it. It's just enough, man. It's ridiculous. Um, But yeah, man, this match was... And again, it's not all on Charlotte Flair. I'm not mainly blaming this all on Charlotte Flair. It's just the connection. Again, I always say it takes two to tango. Well, when it comes to a match like this, you have to blame both of them um, in regards to the chemistry and that. Um, but Bianca Belair does get involved. She jumps the barricade, attacks Asuka, which forces the DQ. Um, freaking Charlotte Flair gets involved, and they're going face-to-face, both Bianca and Charlotte. Freaking Bianca just freaking levels freaking Charlotte in her mug. Bianca's getting that freaking spunk in her character back again, Brian. I really, really like yep. that shit. Becoming the EST instead of this... This, oh, I'm happy to be here type of baby face. Like, no, bitch, that's not your character, man. You are the EST. Like, you are that girl. You are freaking, you know, I, I freaking love the attitude change in her um, in, in, regards, in regards to that. Where she's being set up in regards to a potential triple threat. Because that seems like where it's going. Um, as Bianca Belair stood tall, she delivered a KOD to Asuka. As well as Charlotte Flair onto the announce table. Bianca Belair she's twirling that braid she's standing tall on top of that announce table man so Brian I'll let you start man because I'm sure you got a lot to say in regards to this match because you uh, because me and you both you know at you know in the same room at the same time saw this match you know go down and how awful it was so I'm sure you got a lot to say so the floor is yours my man your thoughts about this match as well as post-match afterwards um, in regards to all three of these ladies
1: yeah, actually, I don't have much to say because it, it was just, I mean, yeah, they, neither one of them seemed to have chemistry and it could have been just yeah. whatever. It's an off night, uh, you know, I don't know, whatever it happens. But yeah, it just, the the match didn't flow. It didn't look good. Um, and, and post-match, uh, yeah, I like the new, um, you know, it, it seems like Bianca's going to be turning heel soon here and I'm down for that. That's, that's great. That's fine. Um, yeah, this is going to be a triple threat. You know, one thing I'm certain of, Asuka's not coming out of there as champion. Um, and, and, you know, I don't know maybe they, maybe they do, you know, put it back on Bianca. Uh, but at the end of the day, like I said, even in reference to money in the bank, um, I would say, but between now, I don't know. In the next in the next two to three months, Charlotte Flair is going to be champion. Yeah, uh, Becky Lynch is going to be up at the top of the you know the food chain again. Um, so, I mean that that's all I got to say about it. Really, like it's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, this whole thing seems just set up to you know sometime relatively soon, Charlotte Flair is going to be champion. So, yep. okay, so be it. <laughs> like that's that's. <laughs> I give up kind of
0: where we're. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. where we're at now, man. It's just like we just expect it. It's just like, all right, let's just get it over with, man. Let, let's let just let's let's let it happen. So that way we can bitch and freaking and, and, and just trash it. Just, you know, just let's just get it over with, man, because we know it's going to freaking happen at some point. And that's what I mentioned, you yeah. know, not too long ago when Charlotte Flair made her return. And, you know, made the match official three weeks ago. It's just like, I literally said, like, is this a freaking joke? Because we're, I I know where, because we know where this is going, man. Regardless if it was on SmackDown tonight, regardless if they, for, I don't know, if they do it at SummerSlam or whenever they freaking do this, this triple threat match. The result is going to be the same. You're going to get Charlotte Flair, Charlie Flair 15 time, man. That's what you're going to get. And you're going to, they're going to give it to you. And you're going to fucking like it regardless of <laughs> regardless of how you feel. You're going to sit there with your wooden bowl and spoon and you're going to freaking enjoy that shit, bro. And they're going to force Charlie Flair and her freaking and her freaking face on all the bullboards and all the posters and all the commercials. And you're just going to freaking soak it in and enjoy it, bro. And, you know, eight years, man, eight plus years. We've we've made this experiment with her and nothing Nothing has changed about her. Nothing has changed about, you know, the character. Nothing has changed about how the fans feel about her. It's just, it's been the same old Charlie Flair. Nothing has gotten better. And we keep doing the same experiment. You know, we, 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 we take her off TV for about a month or two. So that way the fans get a chance to miss her right you know she's like oh it's like let's let's you no know, let let me let me leave for about a little over a month so that way I can make a grand return I get a nice little cheap pop so people can they get a chance to miss me right yeah no bitch that's not happening <laughs> it's not happening man um but yeah we'll we'll see about that we'll we'll save we'll save all the 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 rage and all the hype and all the freaking <laughs> all the stuff that we need to say when that moment happens but uh but thankfully it did not happen tonight cuz i was ready to say a lot of shit if it did happen tonight but that all of that is going to be i'm sure is going to be saved for another day so but let us finally get into this final segment which involves the bloodline um so of course the bloodline ends the show as the civil war has officially begun of course roman reigns along with solo sokoa and Heyman, they all hit the ring center of the ring roman reigns you know he's cutting the promo talking about listen you know you know, I'm giving, I'm giving my cousins, you know, I'm another chance to come into this ring to apologize, to acknowledge your tribal chief and let's end this once and for all. And the first thing I said, man, well, damn dude, they, they kicked you in the face. I don't know how any more clear they need to be in regards to like, I think the apology and all that stuff is done. Um, And right. As I say that, the Usos hit the ring. They hit the ring. They're walking up the rampway. And that's what Jimmy Uso says on the microphone. He's like, listen, you know, we're done with the acknowledging. We're done with the apologizing. You know, and, and they talk about threatening Roman Reigns potentially being pinned. You know, and they, they kind of hint at the fact that he could be pinned because it's been however long or how many days since Roman Reigns has been pinned. So maybe that's part of the story is going to happen that Roman Reigns could get pinned. Of course, he's not winning. Uh, Of course, he's not, you know, he's going to still be holding the titles, but that portion of him never being pinned could potentially happen. Um, Will it? Who knows? It remains to be seen. But, you know, and they stay their final uh, their final words were, you know, listen, I I, like I don't even want to be tribal chief. You know, of course, Roman Reigns was talking to Jay about you being the next tribal chief when Roman Reigns is long and gone or whatever. You're the next in line. And Jay's like, I don't want to be tribal chief. It's like, hey Jimmy, do you want to be tribal chief? Like, heck no, man! I don't want to be tribal chief. The way they just cut promos, by the way, I said it briefly when I was watching it. It's just, it's just awesome, man. The Usos yeah. are just freaking fantastic, um, and they hint. Well, maybe there's a certain. Um, I I, don't, I forgot how they referenced uh, Solo um, as like <laughs> yeah, the I the dummy work. or the buffoon. Yeah, I can't remember it either. Yeah. Uh, but he referenced of him. Maybe so and so would be also would want to take that role as the tribal chief, and they do this like the whole looking over to Solo Sako in the corner. And Roman Reigns starts just bursting out laughing. He's like, You thought, like, Solo, like, this guy being the tribal, just, st- nah, stop, man. Like, what are we doing here? And then, and then he turns to look over to Solo Sokoa, and Solo Sokoa is giving him, like, the mean, nasty freaking stare. Yeah. Like, the it's like Roman Reigns just looked at freaking death in his eyes. He's like, Oh, shoot, I must have messed up. And then he kind of tries to play it off, like, Sh- just Shut your mouth, man. What are you doing? Um, and then freaking Jey Uso gets on the, on the rampway um and then you know roman reigns is yelling at jay he's like you know he's like you need me he's like you know it's like you know you got all this because of me or something along those lines like you're nothing without me and you see solo sokoa in the in the corner like and, and who knows i mean brian you say i like dude they might do the turn now like because we expect like at some point regardless of how we feel solo sokoa could potentially turn on this dude as well um and i'm going to speak a lot about that as we end the show here but um, so, so you can see the hard cam is it, like purposely it, they're purposely putting solo Sokoa's face in the background and, and, you know, hinting that there could be a turn coming up, man, as Roman reigns is yelling to Jay fricking Jay shoves Roman in his face. Like Roman reigns has done before in the past um, to both to, to, to Jay, as well as many others from the bloodline, Jimmy Uso delivers a super kick and the brawl is just fricking on all four of these men are brawling from the ring officials are trying to break it up or security i should say all try to break it up as the show goes off the air with all of these dudes just brawling uh brawling and just going to blows at one another obviously we've seen this before brian in regards to segments ending with like a brawl segment like oh snap like this is this is just a taste of what you're gonna get tomorrow night or tomorrow afternoon in, in london right um but in regards to this situation, you know, we haven't seen a whole lot of physicality with the bloodline itself. We saw the super kicks, of course, and the turn from Jey Uso, but never in terms of that, like that much physicality. Right, right. So, in regards to that, like I think it, 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 in the story, the story, it's at its point to where, man, like I just want to beat the living crap out of you, man. Let's just go to blows, man. Like you know, freaking, I'm, I'm gonna deliver the first shot, like boom, like let's just freaking do this. I'm, t- I'm not even gonna wait till Saturday, so. I, I, I like that in that aspect that you can kind of connect with that, that it would make sense of why they would want to brawl in that moment. Um, so decent way. Um, could we come up with better ways to end the show? No question. <laughs> um, but Hey man, I, I, I don't, it, no harm, no foul, no, no harm, no foul at all. I, I'll freaking I'll fricking take it. So, um, Brian, man, your thoughts of, about, uh, the bloodline, your feelings about this tag, uh, this tag match and the way that the show went off the air. Yeah,
1: the way it went off the air, uh, loved it, you know, kind of just, you know, them brawling. Um, yeah, a good way to go off the air. Um, again, you know, Bloodline, best story in wrestling. Uh, you know, not a whole lot you can add to that, really. Um, just really interested to see interested to see what happens tomorrow and... You know, I, I don't know if it if, if it's this is the end of the story or at some point in this story, and I think some point, at least within this year, the brothers are going to stand together, meaning the Usos and Solo. So, I, I you know, I, I don't know if the turn happens tomorrow, um, and I also feel that there's going to be more people from the bloodline, you know, introduced into this story before it's all said and done. So. Um, I don't know. It, it's weird. Uh, like, if, I I, I don't know. I, I, like, I, I think tomorrow, I, I think, mm, God, it's hard, man. It's hard. <laughs> uh, I, I would say, I would say probably tomorrow, Roman and Solo are going over. They're, they're going to be the Usos. Um, yeah. Maybe there's some outside interference or, or something like that. Um. But yeah. So, you know, it's it's right there. Like, could the turn happen tomorrow? Yeah, but I, I don't think so. But eventually, we're gonna see Solo standing side by side with the Usos, no doubt.
0: Yeah, um, it, it's definitely hinting that you yeah. know, and it and it kind of sounds familiar to a promo that was cut by Cody Rhodes that was leading up to WrestleMania, to where he legit says to Roman Reigns' face, you know, you're gonna be. Pretty much a chief without a tribe because Jay will leave you, Jimmy Uso will leave you, Solo Sokoa will leave you too, and Paul Heyman will just become an advocate again. And that seems like where they're going, man,
1: where Solo Sokoa is the
0: next man on that list, one by one. You know, Jay, or excuse me, Jimmy was the first one. Well, technically, Sami Zayn, (laughs) if you want to throw in Sami Zayn, the honorary Uso, in there um of course sammy was the first but of course the next one was the first i would say the from blood if you want to talk about blood related uh jimmy was the first then you had jay which was a couple weeks ago and now it seems like solo was the next person on that list and then eventually man you're probably gonna get Heyman as well Heyman might be as well you know take his ball and and leave roman reigns where i Mm -hmm. think it's going to get to the point where i think roman reigns is going to start to get more you know just freaking going crazy and going berserk and he's going to take that anger now on at Heyman and it's going to be to a point where paul Heyman leaves roman reigns and i think that's where the titles or how the titles get off of roman to where now he has no bloodline he has no family And now because a lot of these victories, you know, whether people want to want to admit it or not, have involved the bloodline getting involved. Oh, yeah. And then then he's not going to. But he's not going to have that. And that's where Roman Reigns is probably the setting of how Roman Reigns is going to lose those titles. When is it going to be? Who freaking knows? It's probably going to be at at WrestleMania 40. It would not shock me because like we mentioned, this whole reign is just to get past or close to Hulk Hogan's um, his title record. Um, it's pretty freaking obvious to me. He's already passed Pedro Morales. He's on his way to pass, um, you know, uh, Bruno, Bruno, San Martino, and then there's Hulk Hogan. So yeah, it's just, that seems like what they're doing, man. So, um, I don't know who goes over tomorrow. I mean, it, it depends on, it just depends on if they're ending this, if they're yeah. ending this now. Um, right, yeah. I mean, I can I, I can honestly see this going either way. I can see the Usos going over, to be honest with you. I can see Roman and Solo Sokoa winning this. Maybe Solo Sokoa does the turn and the Usos remain victorious, and now that adds another layer to the story to where another person from the bloodline has left. So I can see million ways of where this can go. Sure. Um, but I think there's no doubt, Brian, and I've had my thoughts and my you know, takes about Solo being a baby face for justified reasons and how, I don't know. It just, it, it seems weird in regards to how that character could fit Solo. But hey, <laughs> for the past two to three years, they've done such a tremendous job with everybody doing their part. We've, me, me and you, Brian, have spoken so heavily about everybody doing their part. And I expect nothing different tomorrow night. Um, that everybody's going to do their part. And I expect something pretty big. Uh, to happen is I'm sure that that match is going to end the night um, is it, going to be your main event. I'm sure. So, but yeah, man. So that's probably what this is going to lead to. It seems like that. It, now it's been, now it's the Usos. And now the next person on that list is solo Sokoa. Yep. And then you got Paul Heyman. And then you finally have this tribal chief without a bloodline, without a family. And he's on an Island, all by himself. So, Brian, your final thoughts, man, about SmackDown before we uh, before we finish this?
1: Yeah, I mean, SmackDown as a whole, you know, was was just on cruise control, getting to tomorrow night, which, yeah. you know, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it is what it is. Um, but I will say just really looking forward to tomorrow night. Um, you know, well, <laughs> you know, unfortunately, maybe this is just, you know... See, I, I'd rather go into the into something expecting to be de- disappointed. That way I can be pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Um, so, you know, while I, I've given my thoughts of who I think going to win and that's kind of disappointing, still excited to see. Because it really, you know, both Money in the Bank uh, matches, you know, there are legitimate cases to be made for multiple people involved. Uh, you know, we just talked about the Usos and and Roman and Solo. Um, a lot could happen there. And nothing could happen, you know. <laughs> so really, um it, it's really just uh anticipating tomorrow, man. Really. Yeah.
0: We are here, man. Money in the bank yeah. is here. It's either gonna be a nice smooth sailing ride or it's gonna be one bumpy, uncomfortable one, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be one of the two, and it's gonna go down tomorrow, and your boys are gonna be here. Uh, Tomorrow night to talk all about it So that is going to do it uh, guys for today's episode We try I try to try to finish this up as soon as possible Um, You know I wanted to keep this nice and short Because we're going to talk a lot about the pay-per-view tomorrow But uh, as you can see you know when we when we talk about professional wrestling You know an hour turns over (laughs) a little legit over an hour so But hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode Hopefully everybody enjoys the pay-per-view Uh, tomorrow night make sure you stay tuned for our review tomorrow night uh, with the good and the bad and the ugly as well as our top five wrestlers of the week make sure you guys follow us on our social medias join our facebook group follow us on instagram and tiktok that is ruthless underscore talk and make sure you hit that notification bell so that way you do not miss a single episode for uh, for future episodes to come brian your final thoughts before we end this show my man
1: Uh, nothing, man. Just, uh, you know, glad everybody's, uh, you know, tuned in join, hit like, you know, like the, and subscribe. So yeah, keep it up, man. And, and we'll keep delivering the content.
0: Yes, sir, man. Yes, sir. So money in the bank, man. Like I said, hopefully everybody enjoys the show. And like I always say, Brian, you know, we do, we, we tune in out of two things, habit and hope and tomorrow night it's going to be no different, man. So That is going to do it for today's episode, everybody. My name is James Porcelli.
1: I'm Brian Thomas.
0: And your boys are off saying salute. Peace out. And take care, everybody.